everybody, Coach John Daly here, back on a Wednesday, October 4th, 2017. Hey, here comes episode number five with Dr. Jeff Lipp. We had a great conversation um, last night, so much so that, you know, we get fired up and excited and, uh, you know, just a lot of positive things going on between uh, Jeff and I, but also in Jeff's life, and I think a few things in my life too. But one thing is certain, uh, the lessons that Jeff is bringing up and teaching from his own experiences and, and the stuff he's been through uh, throughout his lifetime and definitely over the last few years, there's so much value to it. There's so much um, as far as wisdom and compassion uh, and just the the knowledge of um, him sharing his story, the ups and downs, a lot of downs, uh, can be used for us in our lives, whatever we may need it for. So it does not have to be the same exact circumstance that Jeff has been going through, although some people have probably gone through some similar things uh, with relationship breakups, and um, obviously we all go through uh, deaths in our family, uh, so Jeff has shared that. But I just wanted to uh, commend him for um, getting excited, getting out of his comfort zone and, and doing this, and so much so that he's even talking about you know getting his old podcast going, which I think is just outstanding. Uh, so he knows he not only... He has to do it from the standpoint of he sees how much this is helping people, but he wants to do it. And he never really kind of thought about that until uh, a couple years ago when he shared a story with my senior principals of leadership class to where he saw the effects of, of sharing stories and, and looking to help each other. Uh, and it has helped him. It's made him stronger. It has helped me with the lessons, but also the confidence and the encouragement that I get from him. Uh, to go out there and do the things I want to do. I hope I hope you're getting the same thing. And I hope you're getting value in this, you guys, to the point of share this podcast. You know, share these interviews with Dr. Lip. If, it, if there's somebody out there that you think might need them, uh, some of the points that we're bringing up and discussing or even on my other podcasts, you know, some of the uh, podcasts, my top podcasts that I shared that I listened to, uh, some of these articles I'm putting out, uh, go over my Facebook page again, Coach to Expect Success. And uh, check in over there, Coach to Success on on uh, Twitter. I'm sorry, on Twitter, Coach to Success. You can find me there too. But hey, I'm rambling too much. Without further ado, here comes episode number five with Dr. Jeff Lip. Enjoy. Hey, everybody, Coach John Daly back again with uh, friend, mentor, extraordinaire, Dr. Jeff Lip. This is uh, session number five, and uh, really looking forward to this. We've had. Uh, couple good talks here over the last couple of days uh, as far as being excited and um, just, you know, kind of a new direction he wants to take us in with uh, continuing our, our conversation here. So I hope everybody's uh, listening out there, unless you're driving, uh, have your favorite beverage with you. And uh, I have my big tall glass of water here, so I don't have uh, my coughing fits. A little under the weather the last couple of days, but pulling through. So if you, uh, I'll try coming the phone if I do have a coughing fit. And, uh, have some water here. So, Jeff, I hope you have your beverage of choice, and I hope you're ready. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing well, my friend. Um, always good to hear your voice. Thank you, sir. Great to hear yours, too. Well, I got my notebook out ready, too. So uh, let's let's pick up where you left off and uh, take us down the new pathway tonight. Absolutely. So with me talking about relationships and everything that's happened with, with me so far, I, I want to stress um, more anything that this evening I'm going to focus on one of the most important relationships that's happened in my life ever since all this tragedy has happened. 
And I've talked a lot about the ups and downs that I've had, but from this point forward, obviously, we're going to keep focusing on positive relationships in my life. So first and foremost, the most important relationship that I've learned after everything that's happened with my, you know, losing Sarah, losing my father, um, I, you know, I basically found my higher power again. And I mentioned that in every single particular podcast. And so that, first and foremost, is my most important relationship, period. Um, but with that being said, I really want to talk about some important people that have come into my life. And, you know, I mentioned this a, a million times already uh, with you and I personally, but I'm going to stress again, you know, at the start of this particular podcast. So relationships in general are very, very difficult because they mm-hmm. always take work. And in, in relationships, it's always like a 50-50 split. If one person is doing all the heavy lifting, typically that relationship is going to falter, and there's going to be difficult times in that particular relationship, any relationship. And in relationships, every single relationship really takes a lot of time and patience to develop, so there's ups and downs in every relationship that you see. Even in friendships, you know, in everything that you experience, there's always going to be ups and downs. There's going to be turmoil, and it's how you come out of that turmoil in regards to relationships that you see the importance of it. And as humans, we don't always make good decisions. And basically, ever since that journey of losing Sarah and then losing my dad, I've been on this huge mission to try to, like, find her, find my next wife, find this next person I'm going to spend hopefully the rest of my life with. And um, when I was going on this journey, and, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about this, John, and, you know, I I read a lot, as you know. Mm -hmm. I heard this amazing analogy about relationships, about um, how fragile they can actually be. I'm going to share that with you real quick. Um, so if you, if you ever can picture like a vase or something of a fine china plate, and if you drop that vase or you drop that fine china plate, it will shatter, mm-hmm. completely shatter. And it will take time to put that vase or that fine china piece back together. And when you finally put it back together, you'll see all the uh, cracks and all the flaws in that vase. That's a relationship. In, in troubled times, when a relationship gets, like, broken like that and you try to mend it together, there's still not ever going to be the perfect resemblance of that relationship. Have you ever heard of that analogy before, my friend? You know what? That, that picture just came right to my mind. I have heard it, but not too often, but that is, like, picture perfect. And I always remember, you know, you, mess, you mess, mentioned about humans and, and how messy mm-hmm. they are. Um, but humans definitely, for the most part, can learn – uh, pretty quickly with pictures, and so that is that picture, that image that you just talked about, is just sitting right there. Totally get it. Totally understand. I think we've all seen that happen. That's a great, Absolutely. great analogy. And so when I when I heard that analogy applied to relationships, I was still really in this like grief and this like loss period, and you know, honestly, a, a, like a state of depression after losing Sarah. Um, She was, like, my most valuable relationship. And when I talk about that 50-50 split of a relationship, I worked my tail off to try to get her back. I then heard the analogy of the vase and how every relationship is like a fine – is like a vase or a fine piece of china. And then, you know, it's broken. And I tried everything to mend that relationship back, but she didn't didn't want it. And I I had to come to grips with that. And then all of a sudden – and this is no joke, John. This is exactly how it happened. This, uh, this amazing girl just came into my life. And I don't know about you, John, but for me personally, when I'm in some very difficult times in my life or, 
you know, just when I just don't know about it, just these things or these relationships come into your life. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. Oh, oh my God, especially recently. But, yeah, looking back throughout my life, definitely people walking in mm-hmm. uh, when I needed to, to have them in my life and the difference they made. Even if they didn't stick around, um, they still left, a, like, a huge imprint on my heart, on my soul, and uh, definitely, mm-hmm. my friend, definitely. You're right on target. Absolutely. And, like, so she came into my life, and she was seeking an intimate relationship with me. But at the time, I'll be honest with you, I was still very much in love with Sarah, and I was going through my process of grief to try to get over her, and she wanted something intimate. Um, But more than anything, what came from this was the fact that I finally understood that Sarah's not coming back. She wasn't. Mm. And no matter how hard I tried, no matter how hard I worked, she was never going to step foot back in that door again. So I, you know, I started looking at this girl in a different limelight. And she, she, she basically, this girl just gave me all my confidence that I had back. When someone divorces you, the level of rejection that you experience is, it's, it's undescribable, let's put it like that. And I felt so rejected. And my confidence was just like nothing. This girl instantaneously gave me my confidence back. She reminded me of the importance of also how important it was to stay in a relationship with my higher power. You know, she constantly reminded me of how important, um, you know, he needed to be in my life. He needed to be a staple person in my particular life. And what she did was she just made me a priority in her own life. So the easiest way to kind of sum up everything is that she breathed all this life into me when I had, like, just darkness surrounding me. And it's just amazing. It was just, it was just really, really amazing. The issue with that, though, is the fact that um, – I was not ready for an intimate relationship yet. Um, I knew I needed this type of intimacy in my life, um, especially someone to care for me, love me. But basically my heart was still grieving from everything, not, not just necessarily losing Sarah, but losing my dad and just not being happy every single day. It was really difficult. And I knew I needed to uh, get out of that current mindset that I had. And, you know, but basically what was happening was that my emotions were storing all this pain and my heart was just like really just, it was difficult to break this heart because I had this mm. kind of this large wall built around my heart to let anyone in. I, I just didn't want to get hurt ever, ever again. And I found myself keep living in the past and not honestly looking at what I had in front of me, which was just an amazing girl who wanted to give me everything. Um, have you ever found yourself like living in the past, my friend? Oh, you know what? Music will do it to me. Um, definitely mm-hmm. throughout my life, looking back, uh, remembering things, uh, at times longing, you know, for those times and moments again. But definitely, you know, I don't know, the last 10, 15 years, definitely going more towards lessons learned mm-hmm. from those times instead of wanting to go back, um, just kind of remembering uh, those times. But lessons learned, I think, has been real powerful for me. That's amazing. Like, I mean, that's exactly what it happened. I would listen to a song, for example, like how you just explained, mm-hmm. and it would bring yeah. me back to a moment where it was positivity around Sarah. And I knew yeah. I was living in the past. And this girl who was just absolutely beautiful, John, she was just standing right in front of me, and I just could not react. I could not move. And um, I was just not in a very good state of mind. Mm-hmm. So what happened was over time, we started spending a lot of time together, and I started developing large feelings for her. 
And then, and this is why I talked about this last podcast, is uh, Sarah left on April 23rd, 2014. Two years on that exact same date, April 23rd, 2016, my sister got married. And that was right. basically life kind of redeeming me. Well, this mm. is the same thing that kind of happened next. On January 13th, 2015, my dad passed. And then on January 13th, 2016, when I kept praying and I kept just, you know, basically understanding where I was in my life, I finally built up enough courage on that particular day to let her know just how much I loved her. I actually told another girl that I loved her. John, I cannot tell you, I never thought after Sarah left that I would get to a point where I tell another girl that I loved her. Have you, do you remember that first time that you told uh, Susan that you loved her? Oh, absolutely, yeah. We, we talk about it a lot as far as, uh, you know, up in Central Michigan, the exact spot. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. Big, big time, man, big time. And you never forget those things. You just don't. Yep. And I, I can't tell you how... Of a mi- how much of a milestone I crossed by telling her that, you know. Mm. Uh, so prior to January 13, 2016, she had already told me that she loved me. And, but, I mean, my, as I told you before, my heart was just not in, in an intimate relationship. I just could not move past it. And then finally, like I said, I built up that courage to do it. So this is what happened. This is the main problem that I started encountering, though, is that when I told her, that I loved her and I finally let her into my heart, she now guarded herself because she didn't truly believe that I loved her. And it was like, once again, it's because I was constantly living in the past. You know? And so now she's guarded herself because months before she told me she loved me, I didn't say anything back. And then all of a sudden now I tell her that she loves me and she's like, mm, I don't know. You know? Mm. So she's had some hesitation. So... I can tell you right now, uh, it's obviously not January 2016 anymore. You know, we're, we're, well, we're well past that time, you know. Uh, her and I have been on, let's put like this, this huge emotional roller coaster. We have good days. We have bad days. Um, and I, I just don't even know how to describe it. Have you, have you ever been on an emotional roller coaster, my friend? Oh, yeah, even without going to Cedar Point, buddy. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the emotions... Uh, Definitely, definitely. Those are, again, lessons learned from the past and still, still today, for sure. You are right, man. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's hard because now you have a choice to make. You know, do I get off this emotional roller coaster? Um, do I now leave someone that I let in my heart again and, um, you know, after I told her I love her, just turn my back and make a decision to get off this roller coaster? It's tough. It's tough. And I can tell you right now, I pray on this every day. Um, and it, it, right now, at this current moment, as we're doing this podcast, uh, you and I, I, I'm still trying to figure out whether or not, you know, she's a, a blessing in my life or kind of like a lesson in my life, you know. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that I really, really learned. And when we talk about relationships is that people come in your life, they're either going to be a lesson or they're going to be a blessing, you know. And so for me, being on this emotional roller coaster with her, sometimes days are good, sometimes our days are bad, you know. And more than anything, I'm I'm choosing to try to get off that emotional roller coaster and um, use my mind and my heart at the same time. But just be be trying to be a little bit more understanding of where I'm at at the current situation every single day, you know. Mm. So what I can tell you over the last let's say two odd years with her 
You know, I've learned a lot. You know, I, I, the most important thing I want you to take away from these things, and as I tell you and I tell the listeners, is that, you know, I, I found love again. You know, I mean, that is a huge positive thing if you think about it. Like, you will never I, – I, I mean, I, many ways I felt so guilty because he blessed me with Sarah in my life and I got married. And I felt guilty because I, you know, I, I, I basically, in my way, I take responsibility for what I did in that relationship. I threw that all away. You know, and here he is again granting me another beautiful girl to love again, and I'm, I'm struggling with it. You know, I, I, I basically, in that current moment, I can just be free to let her in my heart. Um, but, you know, I, you know, once again, I learned how to love, and that was very, very important to me. You know, I, from that also, I found out that I wanted a wife. I wanted a family. Um, those are things that when Sarah left, I'm like, I don't think I ever want those things again, you know, because I didn't want to go through that emotional pain that I was experiencing, you know. And what was the most interesting was that I truly learned to put, you know, another person's needs above my own. When you are going through some depression, when you're going through some sadness, the world is just consumed by your own thoughts. And rarely do you have enough strength or even emotional fortitude to find, to love anything but yourself, you know. And she made me see that it's possible to get through all this darkness and basically, you know, move forward with your life, step forward into light. And what was so more important about that was that as I was going through all this stuff, and, you know, my sister got married again on April 23rd, 2016, you know, I took her to my wedding. Uh, no, my, my wedding. I'm sorry. I took her to my sister's wedding. Right. And for my sister's wedding, I wrote a, a, a huge speech on, um, you know, about how to uh, warn Nick and Kathy about all the things that could take place in a marriage if you don't prioritize your marriage. And in there, at the end of the speech, I also talked about love. And she was a key focal point on me expressing what love was again for me. Because once again, it was, it, was, it was a tremendous feeling because I never, ever in a million years thought that it could ever happen again. But it did, and, which is just fascinating, you know? So where am I at with everything? Well, as I indicated last podcast, I'm single, which I am still single. Um, what I'm learning more than anything is I'm letting life just come to me. And by taking that type of philosophy in life, it's, it's opened so many doors because when I think about my relationship with Sarah, I never thought I could meet someone like her. She came into me, <coughs> sought me out, and boom, everything worked out, and I got married. And then obviously I did not prioritize our marriage. And then when this next girl came into my life, once again, I didn't ask for this because I was still grieving over so much loss I experienced in my life. She came in like a whirlwind. She, she gave me confidence again. She made me see what love can be in my life again. And all of a sudden, boom, there I go. But I was not living in the current moment. I could not just focus on getting over all the loss and then see what I had in front of me, you know. Mm. And then basically uh, by letting everything come to me now, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that, that, that life will happen again, whether it be her or somebody else. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and praying on that because at the end of the day, that's, that's, he has a plan for me. I know he does. And I have to trust in that particular plan um, in order to find more happiness in my life, you know. Mm. And so what I'm doing is wh whoever, whatever comes into my life again, I, I'm, I'm letting that person know that this person will be a priority in my life. And um, she's going to be treated like absolute gold because I'm not 
you know, they, I think they say three times, you know, three strikes and you're out, right? You know, so mm-hmm. I'm not trying to complete that particular analogy, but I really, I'm just trusting my higher power to, to grant me something again. Um, if he wants me to be someone, he'll present her in my life. And I, I've applied that philosophy a lot to my personal relationships now, and it's, it's great. It's, it's given me so much more freedom to go about and make my decisions that I need to make. You know, mm. um, what was what's so amazing about this is that, you know, I, I, I know I want this. I know I want to get married again. I know I want to have a family. Um, I know I want to contribute more to my personal life by, by surrounding myself with that intimate family, you know. And right. I want it so bad, buddy. I, I, I just do. I pray for it. I ask God for it. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it takes faith. It takes action on my end to start going through those things. But, you know, have you ever wanted something so bad, you know, and you just like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to overcome, you know. It, it just yeah. it consumes you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Holy cow. So would you say you're, you're um, like I wrote down some notes here. Uh, the yeah, whole, sure. Uh, were, were you, you said you built up the courage to tell her that, that you love her. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, were you, were you always courageous growing up? when it came to like big events, whether it was telling a girl, you know, or asking her out or just with, with moments in life, whether it was school at home and sports, did you have that courage inside of you? Um, it depended on the situation. That's a very good okay. question, but it really depended on the situation. And what I mean by that is that professionally, I took a lot of risks. I still do professionally to make sure that I'm doing a job well done. Uh, when it comes to intimate relationships, I'll be honest with you, I, I never really prioritized that part of my life. Um, and when I was attracted to some girls or anything like that, um, I, I would try to take risks to, you know, just talk with them, things of that nature. But I just, I had always had this, like, uh, a gift or a natural feeling that I know if someone's not really into me, you know? So okay. it, it was, sometimes it was difficult. And I, I can't even tell you, like, when you go through a divorce, the level of rejection that you feel, mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was nothing. I felt like everything that I've accomplished in my life meant absolutely nothing because of that amount of rejection that I felt. Right. More than anything now, I, I'm more open to meeting different people. That is one thing that I know that I've been doing. Um, be more courageous, as, as you asked, because you know, I, I believe in relationships with all types of people. You know, and so I, I try to now make sure I, I, I initiate conversation with strangers that are willing to even talk to me or even willing to hold a conversation with me, you know. So, mm-hmm. and, and so by doing those little things, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. And, um, you know, the podcast that you've been sharing with me with Sam Crowley, even uh, Jeremy Todd, they talk about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. So yeah. they say that all the time, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I, I'm, I'm doing that. I, I'm consistently mm. stepping out of my boundaries, especially with the relationships that are coming in my life. Oh, heck yeah. Man, the, uh, I love the analogy of the emotional roller coaster. Um, and so when you said you're kind of letting things just happen, um, I, I got a feeling that, and I wrote this down, and I'm wondering, are you, are you steering or more in control of this roller coaster? Because it, um, it seems like it's not, it's not so much out of control because of emotions. Like, and part of that control, I think I heard you say, was that you're, you're kind of 
letting go a little bit. You're not, you know, you're, you're leaving it up a little bit more to uh, to God a little bit, and also more action, and, and you're and you're putting lessons learned into into action. So I just I find that intriguing. Uh, if you had a little something to say about that, I absolutely do, my friend. Um, so I stepped off this emotional roller coaster. I am no longer on the emotional roller coaster. Mm. What I've told myself is that every action that I am going to take from this point forward is an action that is geared towards finding my wife, my next wife. Mm -hmm. And um, if this person wants to be part of it, if someone else out there wants to be part of that, I I need to take steps towards finding her. And Mm -hmm. I, I pray to God every night that these steps are leading me towards that. What I realized more than anything going through some of the heartache that I experienced was that I had never experienced emotion like that. I've never experienced such depression. I've never experienced such hurt, such rejection. Mm-hmm. And learning from that, growing from that, I feel so much stronger that I can take a step towards the right direction. You know, um, mm-hmm. The problem is with all of this, no matter what it is, it's, it's, it's patience. It really is. Mm-hmm. You know? you, oh, yeah. I, like, I, I can't even begin to describe to you how bad I want to be married again, how bad I want to raise my family, and the problem is, is that, you know, it, it takes two people to do that, you know. And so it, it, I got to be patient. I got to keep be faithful. I got to be um, taking action towards that direction. And I, I just, you know, one of the most important things was when, 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 when life wasn't going well for me, um, what I tried to do to try to get back on an emotional good track, and that's what it is, mm-hmm. trying to get my emotions in track, is that, I just found my time to give to things, period, to give to people, to give to, um, you know, my family, just to give to things. And so I think the next one we're going to do is going to talk about my relationship with my mom more than anything because that relationship, ever since my dad passed, ever since I went through all this emotional turmoil, she's been the one stable person in my life that I just know loves me. She just does. And it's... Mm. I, I, it's so heartwarming how, how, how much her and I have grown closer together since all this tragedy. So um, to answer your question is, I don't want to get any more ro- emotional roller coasters. Um, right. I, 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 I don't want to see myself ever on that again. But it was like really the first time I've been on one of those because it's like you just, when you don't have, know how to deal with some of those things, you have to experience it first. And then you realize, okay, I need to get off this and I need to trust my intellect a little bit more. Wow, that's incredible. That is that's control. Realizing you got to get off that roller coaster, and uh, and take some control back. All right, hey, we're going into overtime a little bit here. Another question. Um, you talked about learning how to love again, and you know, um, falling in love and having the patience. Uh, it's funny you said that about your mom because uh, my quote of the week this week uh, was from Dr. Maya Angelou that um, we, she said we we may encounter many defeats but we must not be defeated. Hmm. And there's a video clip that I put out for my students this week. It's like five and a half minutes to watch and then um, do this week's blog entry on that. So I'm going to make sure that you get that because it is a story about uh, her mom's unconditional love um, and not judging and always being there for her. now, you know, Maya Angelou, just, she passed away, I think, three years ago, okay? Um, so the story goes back a long way. But to hear the connection that you have with your mom 
I, I think was awesome, but also the lessons that we need to become that for others. We, we need to have that, that unconditional love and, and always being there for somebody. So that tied in real funny with that, that real, real strange connection because we did not talk about that beforehand. But getting to my point now, get back on the rails here, as Sam would say, falling back in love, Jeff, and, and how much you want to uh, have this, is the hurt worth it? You know, falling in love, like you said, it's messy. It's not, it's not clean all the time. It's not simple. It's complicated. It's ups and downs. And, you know, love does matter. Love, there is something to it. Is it worth it? I said this before. I'm going to say it a hundred more times. You just asked the best questions. <laughs> uh, my simple answer to that is yes. It is absolutely 110% worth it. Mm. When I was married, I loved being married. I really did. I, I love the stability that I had to come home and just know that someone loves me unconditionally. To know that I'm putting someone above myself every single day, it's unbelievable. And I want to do that again. See, some of the most darkest nights that I have, and um, I think I shared this with you, and I'm going to share it with everyone too, is that when you come home to an empty house, and now I don't have a completely empty house, obviously, I have brownie, which is just right. amazing. But, I mean, in the physical sense is that when I come home, you know, a lot of what people do is they dissect their day with their significant other. They do. Um, mm -hmm. The good parts of it, the bad parts of it, you, you dissect it with your significant other. I want to do that again. Not that I don't do that uh, with my mom sometimes when we go to dinner, or not that I don't talk to Brownie, which she doesn't obviously talk back, you know, um, <laughs> but... <laughs> The fact is, is that I'm looking for that, that connection, that quality time um, that I'm looking for is, is I know a piece of my life that I, I need desperately. And um, I have amazing friends. I have amazing family. But to have a significant other, it's, it's, it's vital to my livelihood. It really is. And um, I, I, you know, I, I pray for it. Um, I'm patient. But at the end of the day, it's, it's his, like I said, I've given all the control back to him. It's his plan. If he wants to present this next person in my life, I'm, I'm open to that, and I, you know, I, I'm hoping for that. But, you know, once again, I, I, I don't control that part. I try my best to still contribute to what I can contribute, either professionally or personally, every single day. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm just trying to give my best every single day. And, you know, I think I'm going to share this real quick, too, again, those podcasts, either I, I believe I've heard it again today with Sam Crowley's podcast, was in particular, you know, you, you just try to be a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. So if you compare yourself to the person that you were yesterday, if you're moving forward, then you're doing a good job. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be a better person than I was yesterday. Wow. And you and me, you and me both, brothers, let me tell you. And also, mm -hmm. let me tell you, I just love the, the fact of you um, – you, you've given up control as far as the pressure and the angst and the uh, and the worry. You know, the patience is there, but you're still doing something about it. Because there's some people that would say, "Hey, it's in God's hands," and they would sit there and wait for it to happen. You know, and, and right. it's just refreshing that you understand that part of that is, you know, there's going to be doors that you have to walk through or even see to open. But you're not going right. to see those unless you're out there doing the things you're doing. Connecting with people, telling your story like this helps you connect with people, uh, opens up a lot of doors and everything. And let me tell you, brother, it, it's out there for you. This Everything that you want, um, there's not a, a better guy deserving, more deserving of it than you. 
and um, it will happen. It will. It really will. I, I believe in it, and I believe in you. And uh, just thank you so much for sharing this, and you're helping a lot of people. And like I said before, it's, it's this week, next week, five years from now. Someone's going to stumble across this, and it's going to help them tremendously. So thank you very much, my friend. I hope. Oh, trust me, it will, buddy. It will. Hey, all right. Well, hey, we'll get together uh, again next week. My water's almost gone, and uh, I'm sure it's getting to uh, Jeff's bedtime as he wakes up early and gets his day started every day early, don't you, my friend? I do, my friend. Look forward to next week. <laughs> so do I, buddy. All right, man. Hey, everybody, double-check. Uh, make sure you're listening to Jeff. And, again, we will get some contact information out soon. He's setting all that up because I know he'd like to uh, get connected with some people and um, that is coming. And again, any questions, make sure let's get in touch. Talk with me uh, on my Facebook page, Coach to Expect Success. Uh, I'll put that link to uh, that video I was telling, telling you guys about in the show. Uh, just a powerful video, quick five and a half minutes. And uh, we will look forward to carrying this conversation on next week. And I hope everything's going well with you guys. Keep looking for those success puzzle pieces, folks. They're out there. You got to look for them. They might be hidden and under th- underneath some things. And you know, like Jeff said, we're, we're messy people. Humans are messy, right? We've got to get through it, especially ourselves, our own thinking and just a whole bunch of encouragement that we need and motivation. And that's what, you know, hopefully this podcast brings you, but also the other ones out there, too, that I mentioned a few shows ago. So, all right, everybody, have a good night. We will talk again soon. See ya.